Hey guys, you're listening to McGann, and I wanted to preface this first podcast with sort of a disclaimer. If you've heard of The Fangirl, it's probably from our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash thefangirlwatches. And that's great. That's awesome. I love having you guys in as many places as you're willing to follow me. But for any of you new people just going, hey, this looks interesting. I promise I do so try to be very interesting, but I want to make sure everybody's aware that this podcast is mostly going to be a translation of my old theories being put into podcast form. It's actually not that hard because I usually do all my videos in slideshow format so you don't see my face anyways, but there might be a few verbal issues where I refer to a picture or a little movie clip and you're obviously not going to see that so I apologize in advance for any of that you run into. I'm going to try to catch it before these get published but I'm putting out hundreds of podcasts and getting ready for production so I unfortunately am not going to be able to sit down and listen through each one. For the most part though it should be pretty pretty self-explanatory and easy to follow. I hope you enjoy. This was a theory that was the first original all my own and I was so excited to produce it. And even though it might sound a little cringy now, just stick with me. They will get better every week as we progress. So without further ado, let's talk about the first Frozen movie from Disney. This is McGann, the Disney fangirl, and today I'm going to talk about a Frozen theory that crossed my mind uh, shortly after the Frozen movie came out. So I'm going to assume that everybody is already really familiar with the movie Frozen and all the characters, being that it's one of Disney's most popular films in a long, 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 long time. uh, Yeah, I'm just going to make that assumption for everybody. But in case you're not the super fan that my daughter is and you don't have every character committed to memory, there is one that's kind of not a main character, but really a memorable character, and that would be Marshmallow. Now, if you don't seem to remember or can't seem to place Marshmallow, that's probably because Marshmallow never had an official name in the movie. Uh, That's kind of the official, unofficial name that Olaf gave the character, but it's just kind of stuck through the fan community. It's like My Little Pony and the name Derpy. It's like the Hasbro people can try to say her name is Muffins all they want. People are always going to call her Derpy. But Marshmallow was basically the giant snow person guard that was around Elsa's castle. But not too long ago, there was some controversy about the film. At the end of the movie, after the credits, there is this little bonus scene where Marshmallow is stomping around the castle looking all angry, then finds Elsa's tiara, picks it up, puts it on, and goes like, Oh, yay, happiness! A lot of people got really upset about that, saying that, well, it was promoting a gay agenda. Well, I truly believe that that is making a huge assumption of Marshmallow that is not stated in the film any more than the name Marshmallow is. Now think about Elsa's parents. We have the mother who never says a word. There's no voice actress credited to having that part. You know, nobody says anything, which... It really doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because, you know, it's Disney. They can afford to pay somebody to come in and do a few lines for the mother character if they want to. So clearly they did not want the mother to speak, which I think is very important because of how the father character comes off for the short time that he's in the film. The father isn't exactly horrified of Elsa's magic, but he wants it to stop. He wants it to go away. He wants it to be repressed and just gone and not have to worry about it anymore. And a lot of people have taken that as being an analogy for having an LGBT child whose parents are not supportive of them. And while you could easily read that into the film, for the sake of argument right now, let's just take it at face value of this overprotective kind of controlling father who's trying to force his daughter to be the person that he wants her to be. 
So you have the dad who has, you know, a number of lines and they're all very kind of, you know, this is what's best for you. Conceal it. Don't feel it. Just just shut up and deal with it kind of a thing. Don't use your powers anymore. And then we have the mother who never says a word to speak up against him. She never is seen defending her daughter. She's never seen, you know, having any kind of one-on-one pep talk where, you know, she's trying to comfort her daughter about this situation. The mother is as emotionally frozen as Elsa can make things physically frozen. And I think that's really important because when Elsa goes through the film and she is using her snow powers, one of the first things she does is create Olaf, who is clearly a male character because we hear his voice, even though snowmen are kind of androgynous to begin with. You know, he, he's clearly a male voice. He's got kind of a male personality and he's really sweet and kind and caring and everything's wonderful and awesome. Even when he walks through that little icicle spike, he just looks down and goes, oh, look, I've been impaled. Like nothing bothers him. Nothing catches him off guard. And he's just this huggable, loving, caring male figure that Elsa never had with her father. So I think Olaf is the father that Elsa always wished that she had. And now if you look at Marshmallow, Marshmallow never says a word. I mean, some grunts and things here and there, but never really has any dialogue just like Elsa's mother. Except that Marshmallow is big and powerful and aggressive and very protective of Elsa, which her mother was not. And just like Olaf could be taken as the father figure that Elsa wished she had, I truly believe that Marshmallow is the mother figure that Elsa wished she had always had. The one who would stand up and defend her against her father. The one who would tell her that, you know, she's not wrong, you know, that would protect her, that would that would keep her safe from harm. And it was a role that her mother clearly fell short in because she never stood up against the father that we ever saw. So I think in Elsa's world, when everything was kind of coming together and she realized, well, I'm going to be alone now, the first things that she made that were sentient beings, whether she actively meant to or not, her subconscious created the mother and the father that she needed and never had. I would even go as far as to argue that the end of Frozen Fever supports that Marshmallow is a female character, because what do they do with all the snogies that Elsa created? Well, they take them up to her old ice castle and leave them with with Marshmallow. And normally, I guess while a guy could, you know, be the babysitter caretaker of all these little sort of children snowmen... It's really more of a caretaker role that you would associate with women. So being that Marshmallow is very protective and very mother-like in her protection, I still say female. So you can put it in the comments, agree, disagree, any other videos you might like to see in the future. Hope you enjoyed a fun little theory. I think I talk about it some more in one of my blog posts if you want to check that out at disneyfangirl.wordpress.com and thank you for watching today. Hey, you're not listening to the old recording anymore. I'm back at the end. Again, you've been listening to McGann this whole time. And thank you so much for making it this far. Not everybody does. Again, if you like this, you can't get enough. I should be putting out a new episode each week of the theories that are on YouTube. Because let's be honest, YouTube is kind of up and down and all over the place lately. And they're attacking theories. And it's just really hard to get anywhere with YouTube right now. And who knows, the next YouTube update might kick theorists off the platform 
completely. I mean, really, I had a YouTube channel for theories and one for toys, and both of those subject matters got attacked within a two or three month span. So I just don't trust YouTube, and I don't know where it's going in the future, and I don't trust that I'll have any stable place to be on it. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Please subscribe or whatever you do with podcasts. I'm really not sure yet. And if you feel so inclined, please visit me on youtube.com slash thefangirlwatches or Instagram at say halo goodbye. That's S-A-Y-H-A-L-O-G-O-O-D-B-Y-E. Like the Beatles song and the game together. Say halo goodbye. You say goodbye and I say halo. Thanks everybody for watching and we'll see you next week with the next theory that I put out. Depending on how this podcast goes, I might start making some original content just for the podcast, but I'm already positive that there are some videos I'm not going to be able to translate into podcast form. So if you want to check me out on YouTube, again, very welcomed. I'd very much appreciate it if you came over, said hello, hey, this is where I found you from such and such podcast. It'd be great, but I'm really gonna go this time, I swear. Enjoy your drive or your nap at this point, whatever you're doing. I'll see you next time!